Cornucopia Radio presents I mean, as we sit here tonight in practically every home in this country, mm. this thing will be switched on. Yeah. And it will occupy, for most of the people, the evening hours. Anything to say about that at all? It's a potential social menace of the first magnitude. Radio show is being broadcast in 3D, so please put on your special glasses now. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. from paranoia? Spend too much time indoors? Are you addicted to Rice Krispies and had a childhood fixation with He-Man? Did you take early retirement at 21? Would you break your leg for money? Do you have hallucinatory visions of the Chuckle Brothers? Do you find you laugh just a bit too much when someone says something funny? Did you used to be addicted to pig donuts? Do you think the world is run by the wrong people, or in fact it's impossible for the world to be run by any people? Do you wish that the Wombles were real? Do you think you're losing touch with the kids? Does your mum still buy your clothes? Does your dad wear in your shoes for you? Do you think that everything around you is bland and getting blander? Do you like this music? Then there's no hope. There is hope. No hope. I was sitting in the park the other day minding my own business, when a tall man in a grey trench coat and trilby came up and sat next to me. Not so close as to leave a person feeling uncomfortable, you understand, but close enough to gain my attention. All the kingfishers are dead, he said in a low voice. I pretended I hadn't heard him and shuffled uncomfortably on the bench. All the kingfishers are dead, he repeated, whilst looking from side to side in a suspicious way. I assumed he was some sort of spy and that I had been wrongly identified as his park contact. Perhaps I had been given out some sort of signal, legs crossed at just the right pre-arranged angle. 
Yellow cravat. Today's copy of the Times under my arm. Maybe it was the fact that I had sat down on that particular bench at that certain time on a certain day. A bench named in loving memory of Dennis Birkinshaw, loving husband of Doris and caring father to Janet and David. Perhaps it was the tin of Ogden's ready rubbed I had been fingering a moment earlier whilst deciding whether to enjoy another peaceful puff on the old Mersham to pass the time. I turned to face him head on and, and simply inquired, What are you? Some kind of spy or something? But this didn't faze him one bit. He simply pointed at the litter bin opposite and emitted what could only be described as a sort of very high-pitched whine that lasted around 30 seconds or so. It was at this point that I realised this enigmatic, burden litter-obsessed stranger was no spy. He was no spy at all. Everything suddenly became crystal clear. He was just... An idiot. The Cornucopia Radio Show. Doing stuff that average people don't understand. Because those are the only things we do. Ah, for one I'm going to know what to say when the ducks show up. I've made a list of phrases. And although I don't know which one to use yet, they're all good enough to use even if they show up tomorrow. Many people won't know what to say when the ducks show up, but I will. Maybe I'll say, oh, wonderful ducks. I practice these sayings every day. And even though the ducks haven't come yet, when they do, I'll know what to do. Now it's time once again, Justice fans, for the adventures of Commander Awesome and his faithful sidekick, Liberty Lad. We join our intrepid heroes in their secret hideout, the Fortress of Justice, as Commander Awesome mans the crimeometer, seeking out signs of wrongdoings, ever watchful, ever vigilant, ever... Board, 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 board. Right, I finished cleaning the awesome mobile and mopping the floors in the kitchen of integrity. Oh, very good, amazing lad. Can you make a start on the toilet of temperance? Look, this isn't exactly my job description. And besides, it's not like you're busy just sat there. Can't you do it? I am busy. I'm monitoring the crime monitor, looking for signs of superpowered crime and injustice. Anything happening then? No. But in these dark times, we must remain ever watchful and alert, in a constant state of cat-like readiness, 
ready to act without a moment's haste whenever evildoers raise their heads. And besides, you are my sidekick. It's your job to aid your superhero at all times. Yes, but that's more in line with helping you find your silver crossbow of Galmera, or warning of your impending ninja attack, not scrubbing out the toilet and general household maintenance. And besides, I thought we had a guy for all this stuff. You mean Alec, our intrepid butler? Uh, yes. Yes, I had to let him go. It seems that in the current socio-economic climate, I can't really afford to keep him in our employ. Unfortunate, really. Been with the family for years. Very sad. So in the meantime, we'll have to make do. Well, couldn't we find some petty crimes to fight to pass the time? There seems to be plenty of them around these days. Mm, no. I don't think so. Our abilities are best reserved for villains with magic swords and killer robots, that kind of thing. And one of those could strike at any minute. So my place is here by the crime monitor. Oh, fine. I'll go get the bleach. The toilet will have to wait, chum! Looks like someone needs our assistance. It looks like our nemesis, Dr. Mortenstein, is robbing the bank on the high street. There's not a moment to waste! Go, go, Awesomemobile! Uh... No, we're not taking the Awesomemobile. Have you seen the fuel prices these days? But I just finished cleaning it! Well, we don't want it getting dirty again, do we? Water rationing. Well, what's about the Awesome Bike? Need servicing. Go, go, Awesome Boat! Hold up in dry dock and currently on eBay. Awesome Copter? Alec took that as part of his severance pay. Well, how are we going to get to the crime zone, then? Go, go, awesome mass public transit system! Shut up! Meanwhile, in the high street, a dastardly bank robbery is underway by none other than the evil fiend, Dr. Mortenstein. <laughs> Behold, it is I! Dr. Mortenstein, and this is a robbery. Don't move, or I shall be forced to disintegrate you where you stand. <laughs> now, hand over the money, or else... We haven't got any. <laughs> Wait, what? This is a bank, sir. We haven't got any money. Oh. Really? Yep. Sorry. Right. Well, what do you have then? We've got a couple of bags of coppers, some leaflets of ISAs, and, and mortgage repayments. Alright then, hand them over. And your name badge, and that clock on the wall over there, and those pens with the unchewed Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, none can match the evil genius of Dr. Mortenstein. Not so fast, Dr. Mortenstein. Yeah, your days of injustice and threatening the public are over. Oh, he's not bothering us, really. No more than any other customer. Silence! You won't stop me this time, Commander Olsen and Liberty Lad. Not when you're faced with the combined might of me and my newest assistant. Come forth, Matchhead Mark! <laughs> Matchhead Mark? Hold on, what happened to the other fellow you had? Uh, the one with the huge spiky robotic arm? Uh, 
Really gravelly voice. Uh, Mechanical, that's it. Yeah, well, he was a brilliant assistant, but I had to terminate his contract. I'm in a short of cash these days, what with the economy, how it is and everything. Well, hence this robbery, really. Oh, tell me about it. I had to let my butler go the other day. I've been in our employ for years. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, so what I did was fire Mechanical, gave him his redundancy, hired another evil sidekick on a lower pay grade. Saves me a packet in the long run. Really? Hmm, maybe I should consider doing the same. Hey! Uh, I mean, enough of this! Let us do battle, evildoer. Fine! Face the evil power of my disintegrating death beam! <laughs> Whoa! Take cover, amazing lad! <laughs> run, heroes, run, and face your doom! What? Damn blasted cheap-ass marketing batteries! Work, damn you! Honestly, you're trying to make a saving. Maybe if I rub them. You should have bought the name brand, Doctor. Quick, while he's disarmed! Not so fast, super losers. Oh no, it's Matchhead Mark! Right then, let's do this. What are your superpowers, evil fiend? <laughs> None can withstand the fury of Matchhead Mark. I possess the superhuman ability to set my head on fire! What? I can explode my head into a fiery inferno of death. Really? Yes! <laughs> Do you tremble before my power? Not really, no. Normal people can set their heads on fire and it's not really that super. In fact, it's quite fatal. Fatal to you, perhaps? Really? Doctor, is this the best you could do? Oh, it's not the worst I could have hired, believe me. Just give him a chance. Ah! I found another battery in the clock from the wall. Just hang on, hang on. I shall destroy you momentarily. Get them, Matchhead Mark! Alright then, defensive positions, Liberty Lad. Do your worst. Very well. What is that? Uh, it, it's my striking surface, you know, like on a matchbox. It. That's how my powers work. I, I can't self-ignite, so I have to rub my head very rapidly against this. Bit awkward, though. Don't worry. Soon my head will be a torrent of flame, and then you'll be sorry. If I can just... Damn it. Light, damn you. Okay, uh, you know what? Just stop. Commander, this is ridiculous. I'm afraid I have to agree with you, chum. This will hardly go down in the grand chronicles of our battles against the forces of injustice. Oh, I hate to agree with you, Commander. I'd be lying if I said my heart was in this. I mean, look at me. I'm Dr. Mortenstein. Evil genius. Not much of a genius to be robbing a bank. <laughs> Quiet, Liberty Lad. Don't interrupt him while he's monologuing. Oh, master of robotics, destroyer of stuff. And now look at me. My robotic horde has had to be shut down. I've got the Baileys knocking on the door of my secret volcano lair. I've had to start selling my decent doomsday devices on eBay. And worst of all, him! Excuse me, uh, could you... Uh, could you help by holding this? What now? Could you just hold this a while while I rub my head against it? What? I'm not gonna help you set your head on fire! Oh, 
Oh, okay then. Well, I guess I could put it down on the floor and kind of do a handstand. Don't worry, I'll be killing you in minutes. Uh, yeah, sure, that's great. So much for the superior industry being recession-proof. True, Liberty Lad. It's certainly an eye-opener. Indeed. So, what do we do now? You know, I might just go brood a little, plot stuff. You know, the usual. Yeah, I think we'll be off too. Calling the shops on the way back to the fortress. Oh, uh, speaking of plotting, uh, you got any other crimes planned soon? Oh, well, maybe I've got an attack against the city power grid coming up. What days are you free next week? Oh, I'm free most days. Don't worry about that. Definitely. Ah, great stuff. Well, we'll see if we can't arrange something for next week, then. <laughs> Behold the awesome power of Matchhead Mark! Bloody hell! Now, prepare to die as I turn you into a raging, burning inferno of pain. Burning! 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 Ah, I'm burning! My head is on fire! Oh, 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 oh my god! Oh my god! Put it out! Put it out! Quite sure going. which uh, which firing stick we're going to use. Is this the? Ah! Oh god! Oh god! Well, careful! Ah! Quick thinking, there, Liberty lad. You've uh, saved him. Uh, beware my power. Thanks. I I think we should be off now. Yeah, I think I better be off too. But what about Mark there? No, oh, I'm sure he'll be fine. See you later, super losers. Okay. Remember next week. Wait, so what just happened? Did we save the day or what? I think we can rest knowing that something was foiled. Even if it was Matchhead Mark's head. <laughs> you know, like a jacket potato. In the oven. He's all burnt, and, uh, let's, let's go, shall we? So, doesn't anyone want to open an ISA today? Anyone? Better clean up this mess. Bloody superheroes. Tune in next time, Justice fans, for more super-powered adventures of Commander Awesome and Liberty Lab. The Cornucopia Radio Show. Just because you don't get it doesn't mean we're stupid. It means you are. I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, and I punch the man who says I'm not. I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, and I punch the man who says I'm not. I'm happy, I'm happy, punch. I'm happy, I'm happy, punch. I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Now, Mum, if you just wait here. I've got to nip to the pharmacy to pick up your prescription. Wait here, okay? If anyone asks, tell them I'm on my way. Now you will remember that, won't you, Mum? I won't be long. Just wait here. Well, this is boring. What's my supposed to do to pass the time?
can't see any magazines anywhere. I must say it's ever so untidy in this waiting room. What's that funny smell? That light's flickering. They need to get someone out. Is that a fly on the wall? I wish they'd hurry up. I need to get my shopping in. I have a nice lolly in my bag. I get the same ice lolly from the same lass every day. Service with a smile it is. At least I think it's a lass. You never know these days. I hope it doesn't melt. There's a strange gentleman over there. Looking rather dapper, I must say. Giving me a cheeky look is there's a glint in his eye. Or is that his contact lenses? Could be a lazy eye. Or a cataract. Well, I'll go to our house. He's coming over. What does he want? Miss Jones. Miss Daisy Jones. Yes? <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Fog in the throat there. I do apologise. Ah, hello. The name's Long. James Long. I'm the manager of the business and I will be interviewing you today. Why? Uh, why? Uh, well, you're here for a job interview, remember? I need to interview you so I can see if you're suitable for the job. Oh, well, I don't see why not, me duck. I haven't got anything better to do. I'm seeing my friend tomorrow. Do you know Audrey? We're going to have a nice cup of tea and a good natter, maybe some carrot cake. Do you like carrot cake? Oh, it's lovely and Audrey's known for her cakes. We're going to the dance on Tuesday. Mm. We haven't been for a while. Not with my knees anyway. I, I c- can't complain. I-, I still listen to me wireless. Oh, boy. That's a long carrot cake. I think she's a few sandwiches short of the full picnic. On and on. Yappa, yappa, yappa. The sights you see when you haven't got a gun. Oh, wait. Is that silence? Has she finished? Three, two, one. I'm back in the room. Right. Yes. If you'd like to come this way into the electric chair. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, uh, interview room. Now, did you have a nice slip? Uh, I mean, a uh, trip. I mean, a uh, journey. Journey. Yes, yes. Did you have a nice journey? I did, thank you for asking. This reminds me of when... Anyway, we really should be getting along with the interview. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Hmm. I haven't had this much fun since a meteorite hit my house. If you'd like to take a seat. So, Miss Jones, what attracted you to this position? Well, I, I do like to sit down, but I, I can't stay sitting for long. Otherwise, I go a bit stiff. So I have to walk around at a steady pace. You can't rush these things at my age. After a while, my feet start to hurt a bit and I have to sit down again. You know how it is. Uh, unfortunately, no. I'm not quite at the age where my joints need oiling. Oh, I know what you mean. Mine's in my frame squeaking again. I think it needs a service. I don't think it'll uh-huh. pass its MOT this time. Yes, I don't think you'll pass your MOT this time. <clears throat> Next question. What do you think you would bring to the company? I can bring me handbag. Not that it's much use to anybody. Uh, it was a fine bag in its day. They, they don't make them like they used to. Mm. I don't think this old bag is going to last much longer. Mm. Neither do I. Speaking of feelings, now, I've got a feeling you shouldn't be talking to me. <laughs> what a coincidence. So have I. <laughs> oh, great minds think alike. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, moving swiftly along. 
Miss Jones, <clears throat> would you consider yourself a team player? No. No, I, I don't really do sports. <laughs> really? Yes. Hmm. Mm. Sorry. No, I meant, uh, do you get along well with others? Oh, yes. Now, now, Audrey and me, she's a good friend, Audrey. We go around each other's houses. I've done a spot of cleaning for her. She's not been feeling too well. Uh, I took her an almond slice last Tuesday. It went down well with a nice cup of tea. Mm -hmm. She's been bedridden for a few days. So I've wheeled the television in for her so she can catch up on her game shows and her soaps. Okay. I don't like her getting too excited, though. So I wheel it away when deal or no deal comes on. So... That's a yes, then. Oh, yes, 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 certainly. Oh, 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 and Barbara, well, well she only lives two doors down. Anyway, <laughs> next question. Oh, God, just get me out of this office. I don't think I can listen to another word without wanting to bash my head against that brick wall. Hang on, I'm just in arm's reach of that fire alarm. All I'll have to do is just push that button... And oh, 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 excuse me. I, I, I just remembered what, what it was I had to tell you. Something about the pharmacy. Oh, oh. it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, have you burnt it? And also maybe. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Huh? No. Huh? No, no, it's gone again. No, no. It, it, it's not gone. It's just down the road, you know. It's just being refurbished as we speak right now. Just being refurbished. Oh, you know, I, I suppose it's easy to get confused. So, uh, probably we should go back to the interview. Yes. So, tell me, how did you get here? Well, now there's a question. That's something I've wanted answering all my life. It's been a long old life, but when I meet my maker, I'll know. Hmm. Um... I meant a bus, a car. No, I walked. There's still life in the old birds yet. How else do you think I got here? Pure faith. Oh, sorry. I, I need to take this. Hello, Mr Long. So sorry to bother you. I know you're interviewing at the moment. It's just I have a Miss Jones here. She's due for an interview with you, but unfortunately she's been delayed. And why is that, may I ask? Her mother has a, well, how can I put this, a, a tendency to wander off? Late 70s to 80s? Red bag? Yes, I think I know who you mean. Okay, thanks very much. I'll be right down in a moment. <clears throat> um, Miss, Miss Jones, <laughs> do you have a daughter at all? Oh, yes. I, I, I remember now, yes. I was meant to tell someone that she'd nipped to the pharmacy for my prescription and she was coming in later. Oh, my... Oh, oh yes! Oh, thank you. Thank you, you're not her. You're not her! Oh, thank you. You're a very beautiful woman. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, if, if you'd like to leave, leave. Quickly. Uh, 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 I, uh, just uh, quickly. I just have a question. I just have a question. Where's your toilet? The Cornucopia Radio Show. Blowing your mind. I have a dream. A dream. Of freedom. Freedom and justice. I have a dream. Let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. Hello. 
Okay, he uh, was admitting that he thought you were very strong, slightly defiant. I hope to go back to the South with material prosperity and the riches of freedom. He's prepared to offer you 850 pounds. 850 pounds. Martin, deal or no deal? I refuse to believe that the bank of this bankrupt. So I say to you, no deal. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. When I woke up that morning, it didn't take me long to realise there were dogs in my nose. I could hear their muffled barks. I could feel their playful vibrations. It's not dangerous to have dogs in your nose. In fact, it's quite all right to leave them there for an hour or so. But in this case, because they got in there without permission, I decided to expel them immediately, coaxing them out with a piece of hamburger. The dogs popped out and landed on the floor. They shook their little floppy ears and bounded off. I was amused and thought about the prospect of some future wary traveller awakening to find they had dogs in their nose. The Cornucopia Radio Show. Keeping it short, sweet and simple. Because I charge by the word and I ain't cheap. Cheap. There was a brief time in the last century when the devil was cool. Kooky cats like Alistair Crowley and Anton LaVey helped to give the king of evil a jaunty spin. But he soon started to fall out of favour with the public, mainly due to appearing on too many shitty Iron Maiden albums, pandering to the 13-year-old goth market and most of all his own lack of personal growth. However, the devil wants his message to resonate to a new generation. But to do this, he's going to need to recast himself as a renaissance demon. It's time for him to drop a few vices and back off this whole soul-torturing thing. In short, it's time for Satan to hire an image consultant. The first thing that has to change is that hell is going to need a major renovation and rethink. Nobody wants to visit any type of hell that has all those fiery pits of torture that the devil has been pushing for well over a millennium. And also, isn't it about time the devil gave up the horns and pitchfork? These things make him seem emotionally closed off. And it's just a crutch to stop people getting to know the real him. I suggest an entire wardrobe overhaul where Satan will sport M&S linen slacks, cardigans, and maybe even a trendy sports jacket or two. Oh, and the name Satan has got to go. It's just got such a negative connotation. Kind of like Adolf, Osama, or Celine Dion. Might I suggest something more friendlier, more marketable, like, uh, I don't know, Slappy. My final suggestion for Satan, sorry, Slappy, is that he should try and patch up his relationship with God. Maybe try doing a good turn every now and then and, and that he pray more often. If Darth Vader can be redeemed, then so can Slappy. And if he ignores my suggestion, well, he can go straight to hell. 
You smoke your little smoke and drink your little drink and try to make sense of the things that you think. Did you know that Dickens invented 13,000 characters? 13,000! That's a character a day for the whole of his working life. What have I done today? Dropped the kids off at school, listened to the new National album, played a stupid game on my computer. That's why I'm not Dickens. Kids. Dickens' wife would have done the school run. I'm all for feminism, but it's cost me my one shot at immortality. Smoke your little smoke, drink your little drink, and try to make sense of the things that you think. Smoke your little smoke, drink your little drink, and try to make sense of the things that you think. In 1450, there were about a hundred new books published. Last year, there were more than a million. A new book comes out every 30 seconds. It would take you 15 years just to read the titles of every book ever printed. And you're going to watch TV tonight? Fair enough, I suppose. Smoke your little smoke and drink your little drink and try to make sense of the things that you think. Smoke your little smoke and drink your little drink and try to make sense of the things that you think. Try to make sense of the things that you think. Of. Try to make sense of the things that you think. Our universe consists of between 30 to 50 billion trillion stars arranged in 80 to 140 billion galaxies. Our nearest neighbouring star is called Proxima Centauri and it's four light years away. We need some bread, but it's really hot outside and I can't be bothered to walk around the corner. Guaranteed. Starting next week, a brand new series coming to the Uncovery Channel. Samuel Jones, Mystery Investigator. Hi, I'm Samuel Jones, and I'm looking for the truth. Here's a hard-hitting maverick investigator who won't stop until he finds the truth. Where is the Ark of the Covenant? We just... Don't know. It was lost thousands of years ago. Well, I did you try looking in the last place you left it? What? It, it wasn't me who lost it. I wasn't born then. <laughs> no, you see, as legend has it. Of course, of course. Well, it has to be around here somewhere. Quick, search the room. Hey, stop that. 
Put that down, it's expensive! Stop it, you moron! Hmm, it's not here. Well, let's check next door. And every house until we find it. It's what I do. I find things. No mystery is too great for him. Okay, so is there a god? Uh, well, uh, no, there isn't a god. Or any such thing as life after death. I see. Well, what about you, Reverend Hage? Well, of course. I, I believe that there is a god and, and that his influence can be seen all around us. One of you is lying to me. And I'm going to find out who. He'll find the answer, no matter what it takes. Is there a god? Is there a god? Tell me the truth. I will waterboard you if that's what it takes. I, I don't know. Let go of my arm. Not until I start getting some answers. Oh my god. Don't run too far, Reverend. You're next. And no mystery is too small. So Toast does land butterside down. Hmm. Seeing as that I've also proved that cats always land on their feet, it makes me wonder. What happens when I superglue a piece of toast to the back of a cat? Samuel Jones, mystery investigator. Life is no longer a mystery. I'm Samuel Jones, and I will find the truth to everything. Coming soon to the Uncovery Channel. How chillingly ironic it was that the corpse of Boy George lay stretched across the most uncultural nightclub in the world. And who was there at this anti-culture club? Jimmy Carr's mother was passing around joints of angel dust. Steven Gerrard was disco dancing to banal 80s music. And behind the velvet rope, the politicians of the world were repetitively honoring Harry Potter. And the media were duly delighted. There was no mind enhancing here. Just 14 hour awkward silences. Some art that commemorated house prices and gluttonous urine consumption. This was the most uncultural nightclub in the world. As I say, a bit chilling. But I did just about have a good time. The end. Hello Daniel, my name is Emily, I'm replying to an advertisement you placed in the Lonely Hearts page of Tuesday's Telegraph. Synthetic computer voice wishes to meet for chats, and well, just chats, as I don't exist. It was this last bit that made me realize how much we have in common. You don't exist as an entity and neither do I. My interests are reading out doc files, reading out RTF files, and skydiving. Okay, just kidding about the skydiving, but I do read things out loud. If you want to get together at some point, to read stuff out together, let me know. Love and phonetic kisses, Emily. Cornucopia Radio Show. This is a radio jingle. It's being broadcast through your radio, and you're hearing it with your ears. We watch you. Expert double X's It's just like you To paint those white offenses It's so polite It's so polite Offensive It's offensive It's so alright It's so alright It's a technique Collection But 
Thing. 
Good afternoon, my name's Henry Stevenson from Health and Safety. It's just a routine check that I'm carrying out. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> really isn't a good time, if you must know. It's always time for rules and regulations, sir. Uh, okay. Can I ask if this vehicle is being used in the featherance of your business today? Yes. Then you don't need me to remind you that under the smoke-free exemptions and vehicles regulation 2007, it is not permitted to smoke in a vehicle used for business purposes. Did you know that? Uh, <clears throat> I guess so. I won't be enforcing the law today, but we'll have that cigarette out, shall we, sir? Okay. I hope you weren't planning on throwing that cigarette on the ground, sir, because I wouldn't do that if I was you. You'd be liable for a £75 fine for litter if you do. That's better. Stop it out and take your litter home. Is this going to take much longer? No use glancing at your watch. This visit could take some time. Sorry. Are you the driver of this vehicle, sir? I know this seems a rather obvious question with you sitting in the driver's seat, but I wouldn't like to make a mistake. Yes. Very well. What is your name, please, sir? Ronnie Biggs. Well, very funny, sir, but you don't see me laughing. No, your proper name, please. I need it for my form. Robert Steele. Thank you, Mr. Steele. Can I ask if you're intending to drive wearing that balaclava? It's just I thought it might impair your vision. This? Ah, well... Uh, it's just I feel the cold rather badly on my face. I understand, Mr. Steele. Is this your vehicle by any chance? No, I've uh, borrowed it for the day. So, have you checked it's safe to drive? Can you produce a MOT certificate for said vehicle? Well, um, I'm sure there is one. Somewhere. I'm glad you think so, Mr. Steele. Can I ask what you do for a living? I'm a driver. And you borrowed this vehicle today? Yeah. Are you going far in this vehicle? Not far. I'm waiting for my colleagues. Are they work colleagues? That's right. We've got a job on this afternoon. Well, it's a good job I made you put out that cigarette. We wouldn't want to infringe their health and safety now, would we? Nah, I guess not. And what line of work are these colleagues of yours in? Armed robbery. Armed robbery. I'll just make a note of that. Suppose that might explain why you're parked here outside a bank? Yes. Has anyone carried out a risk assessment before the robbery today? Don't know. Are there any special tools being used in this robbery? Sort of shotguns? And have your colleagues received health and safety training on the use of these shotguns? I'm not sure, really. Have said shotguns been tested in the compliance with the 2007 Sawnoff shotgun regulations? I couldn't say. Are your colleagues wearing any special clothing to carry out their duties? Yeah, they're all wearing balaclavas too. And have these balaclavas been modified to allow better prohibital vision? Well, it's an idea. You might like to suggest it to them? Now, 
What we need to determine is how your colleagues are going to be coming out of the bank. They'll be running and carrying bags of money. Running and carrying. That might constitute a risk. People might be walking past. This pavement might be slippery. Do you have a sign you could put on the pavement advising people that a robbery is taking place and that the public should take extra care? Well, it's not something we've thought of. About these money bags, might they be heavy by any chance? Yeah, with any luck. And have these colleagues been trained in lifting heavy bags of money? You'd be surprised the number of people off work with back trouble caused by lifting heavy objects. Well, I kind of thought it was a case of picking it up as you went along. I'll do the jokes, thank you, Mr. Steele. That sounds rather loud. Might that be sounding as a consequence of the armed robbery by any chance? Probably. Then your employer has a duty of care to ensure that you are given ear protectors to protect the hearing. I don't see any ear protectors. Would I be correct in thinking that none have been issued? Or have they been issued and not worn? Did you know that noise-induced hearing loss is one of the most common conditions that people suffer as a result of very noisy workplaces. If you believe, Mr. Steele, that you have noise-related hearing problems that you sustained as a result of your work, you may well be entitled to industrial deafness compensation. Go, go, go! Let's get out of here before the rosers turn up! Remember this is still a 30 miles per hour zone before 6pm? Did you manage to get a look at the faces or, or take down the license number? I'm afraid I was too busy filling out this self-assessment form, sir. Hmm. I would say my performance here was... satisfactory. Why didn't you try and stop them? This alarm I can hear ringing. Does it belong to your bank, sir? Yes. Why? Can I ask if you are aware of the current sound pollution levels for this area? <laughs> yes, I keep laughing. I don't want to be crying. Because I know that I'm halfway through my life and I'm that much closer to dying. My body's not looking after itself no more So I need to do a little bit of exercise I need to get stronger cause I realise that I won't do that for myself I'm looking at all the young girls that I see My hair's receding, what do I do, what do I wanna be? It's too late for me I can't go university, feel like a paedophile or like a rapist I wonder are you ever gonna take this, never listen to me I'm approaching 30, actually I'm already 30 I'm much older than that in my heart so please don't make me stop Looking at my life as it gets kinda grimy I see that and I think poor blimey Using slang from another era And that's the way you fear the time is moving on It's getting older Yes, and I look over my shoulder I see death with a sickle laughing at me Saying not long to go looking at his wristwatch Hit me with a crush What? Like bish bash bosh Going back in the time as I reminisce And now did it come to this? I used to drink too much, I used to smoke too much 
But now I don't even have a girl to touch I look around and I see the lovely little ladies But I wouldn't get them if I didn't drive Mercedes And I can't even drive And it's an absolute miserable situation to be facing What do you bring to the mix when you're older? A bit of wisdom, but who wants that? You're bored of younger people They don't want to hear it They don't respect the old people And that's a fact And we get into this And we get into that And we go right back And I'm crying on the track Moist eyes Well, I'm so upset Yes No hairlining this time I'm going bald Like my whole family did I thought I was immune to that when I was a kid But now I see that I'm just like the rest I feel like Duncan Goodhue, bald nephew. Why do I have to get old? The Cornucopia Radio Show, kicking your ass. These were not your average contented cows. They were cows born for trouble. They were not cows who could stand by and let people just call them bossy. No. These were cows who could be just as happy chewing someone else's cud as their own. These were renegade cows. My first experience with the renegade cows began one day as I was admiring a particularly attractive cow at Johnson's Weed Farm. As I stood there watching her sultry body moving lithely through the rushes, I noticed several other cows staring at me through the weeds, giving me that look that only a cow can give. Later that night, I was at home thinking over the day's events, mainly about the rubber duck throwing contest and the parade that followed, but now I realise I should have been analysing the glare of those cows I'd seen earlier that day. The doorbell rang, I opened the door, glad to have a visitor, but then found myself face to face with three renegade cows. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't have seen their eyes behind the dark glasses, they just ambled in and wisely. I didn't try to stop them. All night long they just stood around my bed, looking at me, and I guess you could say I finally learned my lesson. Don't fool with renegade cows. www.cornucopia-radio.co.uk and then email studio at cornucopia-radio.co.uk to get involved. That's time now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have your glasses now, please. Time to shuffle off. It's all over. All over. That's the end. Don't make me flash the lights on and off. Should have made the most of it while you had the chance. Alright, maybe the beer's a bit flat. And that bloke you're sitting next to, he's an ugly bastard. But you've had it better than most. Could have got chucked out early. Some did. Can't stay here forever, you know. Come on, sling your hook. Get out. You stink. And it's all over for me too. Maybe I should have done things differently. Who knows? Falling off that ladder, that was a mistake. And that Sally Parker could have had a go on her, but I got drunk and fell asleep in an ashtray. And looking back on it, probably ate too much masaka. There are other foods, you know. What's done is done. There's no point crying over spilt milk. I've lived my life.
that was the cornucopia radio show episode 6 all the stuff we forgot to put in the other shows it starred joe lister yates nick draper graham rogers phil mason nick bowden jonathan sire renit reynolds matthew brown blaine parker sangeeta buzadev rex davies and alan robinson it was written by phil mason graham marshall peter beeston Renit Reynolds, Matthew Brown, and Andrew Callow. Peter Quizgoddard can be contacted on 200-00-37Y-QOQ-7L. This show was edited and directed by Peter Beeston, and is copyright 2010 to Cornucopia Productions. You're listening to Sheffield on Sheffield Live. Do you think we're going to die? I thought we might. I was told I would probably die. Sooner or later, if you're a human, you're going to die. Then where will you be? Eh? Dead! People don't want to die, and people in this country end up dying, which is not their choice. Life does come to an end. We do die eventually, I'm afraid. You can't stop yourself dying. To try is certain death. Death is usually fatal. Have you enjoyed it, being human? Has it taught you wonderful things? Are you better, richer, wiser? Well, it was fun while it lasted. Well, I think the build-up was better than the finish.